Mosley. Right along with uh, Aaron Sexton. Barfield won't be the only one out there at 7 a.m. Come on, Ward. Mosley and Lark will be right there at his side. Come on. It's not a one-man band. That'll be very exciting. I hope uh, one of the famous newsmen who will be out late doing his stuff tonight, doing uh, his anchoring and all of that, I hope he'll come out and see us tomorrow morning. Actually, though, I know the answer to this. I believe <laughs> I believe that Curtis Quillen from Channel 6 is going to be uh, in College Station for what we thought was going to be perhaps a huge matchup. Game has lost a little of its luster. But, um, Curtis, when you have a credential uh, and it's already been secured a month in advance or whatever, you got to go ahead and honor that. So uh, we will miss you. I'm sure yep. Nikki and Matt will – We'll do a good job in your stead, but uh, that's going to be interesting. I still think that'll be an interesting atmosphere. The Aggies always show up, even when they're doing poorly. If this thing goes really, really badly, which it totally could, uh, man, I, I tell you, they, they, Jimbo's going to – I'm not saying he's going to get fired or anything like that. I'm just saying that's pretty rough to go from thinking you could be in the playoff to losing three games – through like whatever six games of the season Curtis that would be a rough scene that would be a rough scene especially with you know the high expectations that A&M had when the season started were were you know expect like I'm trying to think of how to say it, but you know they had those expectations for a reason and it was that they had the talent coming back Haynes King like we knew Haynes King was capable of being a really good quarterback for Texas A&M because, I mean, we saw him against Topper's Cove and Temple uh, when he was in high school uh, out there in uh, in the Pines of Longview. And, you know, this is, uh, yeah, it's lost a little bit of its luster. And, you know, like you mentioned, this still has the potential to be a good game, especially with how A&M lost last week, right? Like, I think last week is safe to say that they let one game beat them twice because – they just didn't like they were so focused on making sure that the mentality was there that they didn't do anything different from the Mississippi State game in 2020. They pretty yeah. much played the exact same game film and let Mike Leach just do, oh, so if I run this play, they don't know what's go- what's coming. And so th- it's mm. it's hitting the reset button and it's a sellout. I mean, they sold this game out for a reason. You all- always play your best football against the best teams. And I think that that's been true for uh, Jimbo's a and I think that, I think at this point though, they're looking to get Haynes King back. I mean, yeah, the, the SEC West championship is probably out of the question now. Um, and it's probably going to come down to the iron bowl, the way Auburn's playing, the way Alabama's playing and the way that the only other team that's up to Alabama's um, snuff in the big, in the SEC is Georgia. And so it's lost a little bit of its luster, but everything other than the playoff is still on the table for Texas A&M. You still have a chance to get to a really, really good bowl after this. I mean, a nine and three is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, we're talking about a program that was tired of going eight and four under Kevin Sumlin. You go nine and three, you're you're finally improving on that at least. Yeah, I would, I would, I guess. But boy, what they did last year. Um, I, I and then the 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 huge uh, bump he got. How smart was that? Get it before the Arkansas game. 
get the big extension and the money, what in the world was A&M doing? Like, why would you feel the need to give some enormous bump to this uh, and, and lengthen that contract? And the season was had barely started. I mean, what a – I mean, you got to give Jimmy Sexton all the credit in the world for landing that contract. You have to give his agent all the credit in the world. And then, I mean, if the donors want – I mean, Matt, you know this as well as I do. Athletic directors do not run college athletic departments. The donors run college athletic departments. So if the donors wanted to make sure they kept Jimbo around, then the donors made sure they kept Jimbo around. Um, if that's what the money was earmarked for, then that's what they, that's what uh, Ross Bjork was going to use it for this. I mean, that's, that's nothing new. That's just kind of how college athletics works. I mean, you know, people donate money specifically for that kind of stuff. And, it is what it is. It's one of those things where not one person in the world was calling for Jimbo to get an extension except Jimmy Sexton, and so the donors made it happen. And that's why Jimmy Sexton is arguably the best uh, college coaching agent out there, um, and he's one of the, what, three big-name big, big name coaching agents because he is able to pull that off for his clients. Yeah, yeah, he does pull those kinds of things off. Okay, let's stay with college. West Virginia Baylor, that line opens at 2 it's moved to three in some places. Uh, Baylor favored in this one, but when a team goes on the road and is only a two-point dog, that's basically you know a pick 'em on a neutral field is what that looks like to me. Um, it would be on a neutral mm-hmm. field. Obviously, the Bears will have the edge at home, you would think, but I would think after two, whew, six quarters are rough. I know Baylor found a little something in that second half. By the way, congrats. I don't know if I've – I think I said that via text. I haven't said that publicly to you. Congrats on the Pokes getting the big win over the Bears. And um, I was concerned, Baylor – I mean, that, that was really disheartening to uh, to have three – to be up plus three. And I'm sure you're throwing things at, at Spencer Sanders. I mean, my gosh, I don't know. He's throwing us the – he's throwing the Bears the ball constantly. And then Baylor was not able yeah. to take advantage. So – this West Virginia game becomes fascinating because Neil Brown, that defense has played well at times this year. I think Oklahoma basically scored like, what, 16 points against them? I mean, it, it, so West Virginia's obviously not having a great year, but I don't know if the record indicates how competitive they could be. And they really could have beaten, you know, that was I an overtime game against Tech. I would honestly argue that the only confusing result from West Virginia this year is the Texas game last week. I mean, Talia Tungavailoa had a coming out party against West Virginia. There's only so much you can do about that, especially when you're in College Park. Um, And so that Maryland loss, you know, going into it, I was like, there's absolutely no reason West Virginia should lose to Maryland. And then I watched the game and went, all right, Maryland's not Maryland this year. Uh, and then, you know, they come out and I thought that Virginia Tech would do what Virginia Tech wanted to do because they're, you know, the joke in the pod in the uh, in the college sports world is uh, and in a podcast I listen to is that uh, Virginia Tech is playing just well enough to make sure it can't fire Justin Fuente this year. Um, and so, you know, they come out and they play really, really well against Virginia Tech. And we're thinking, OK, or at least I'm thinking, OK, maybe West Virginia's got some got some stuff this year. Uh, and then last week, I, last week, you know, we talked about it with A&M losing to Mississippi State last week. Last week was very much West Virginia letting the Oklahoma game beat it twice. You get walked off on twice in a row, once at the final horn, and then another, the other one with 18 seconds left. 
I mean, you you cannot dig yourself a hole. For Baylor, the question is, which version of West Virginia are you going to get? The one that laid an egg against Texas Tech last week in the first half, going into the locker room down 17-0? Or the one that took Oklahoma to the wire, the one that beat Virginia Tech? I think you have to kind of feel this game out. And for Baylor, you have to take last week's game and throw it out. You cannot do what West Virginia did and let this one loss affect you in two straight games. Because at that point, you're staring into the barrel of a three and three or of a three game losing streak with BYU rolling into town next week. Um, This is a West Virginia team that's capable of competing with and beating anybody in the big 12 conference. And I think that last week's result against Texas tech uh, or two weeks ago, rather result against Oklahoma really kind of proved that, that this defense, like you said, really, really good at times, but sometimes they, this offense just shoots itself in the foot. And so Baylor has to start fast, just like Tech did last week. You almost have to copy Tech's game plan from a week ago because you've got to start fast, which is something that's affected the Bears in a couple of games this year. And you have to be able to get some juice in the second half as well. Yeah, I, I I agree with a lot of that. And uh, and then Texas OU, by the way, I, I'm that line's moved to three. People are hammering on Texas. People are betting Texas big. They always do. People love to bet Texas. They love to bet the Cowboys. Some of these brands they do. Uh, although Sooners are a big brand as well. I, I would say I would pound the Sooners now that that thing's down to three. I, I just wanted to provide a tiny bit of betting advice for people out there that like to lean that direction. Uh, I would uh, I would go that way. Now, I, I haven't left this much time. Uh, I love y'all's high school coverage. I really do, and I look forward to it every week. Um, game of the week, Chilton at Mart. And I like how you don't just kind yes, of sir. always gravitate to the larger schools. I mean, you will go watch some 2A football. You'll go watch some 3A. I mean, you, you, you like to mix it up a little bit. But uh, Chilton at Mart, why, why does that one grab you? Because you've got two undefeated teams battling for 2A Division II Region Three supremacy, right? I mean, you have a, the surprise undefeated in Chilton. I think we thought Chilton would be good this year. I don't think we thought they would be 4-0 and good going into district play. And then you've got, you know, the guy that's been here before, the, the Mark Panthers. I mean, the tradition there speaks for itself. Uh, the winner of this district is rightfully going to be the team to beat in Region Three. That's the way it seems to always work, and rightfully so. I mean, this is a district that's always been loaded because three of the more traditional programs in the region, the more consistently traditional programs, I should say, Chilton, Mart, Bremont, they're all in the same district. And so this is a really interesting game. And, you know, talking to Kevin Hoffman this week, they have they watched the film, and he looked at Chilton's offensive and defensive lines, and he says that they might be bigger than Mart up front which is saying something because Mart has the size. I mean, if you put Mart on the field against my alma mater, Floresville, and that's a 5A Division II mostly, if you put them on the field, you could not tell, point at which one and tell me it was the 2A and the 5A based solely on the size of the players because Mart has that wow. kind of size. And if he's talking about Shilton having that kind of size, uh, then, I would, then that gets my attention. And I really think that this has all the makings of an incredible matchup for uh, for that district. And this is something that's um, – it, it's not only that, it's a chance for us to highlight Chilton because they're undefeated. 
how are we like it, I look at it as this is a team that has beat everybody it's played against. In the last three games, Chilton has allowed a grand total mat of two points. And that was against Karen's two weeks ago. This is an awesome showdown. Don't get me wrong, we almost went six man because Vanguard Live Oak is tonight. They're both undefeated. And the winner of that one is probably in the driver's seat for a tap six man division two uh, state wow. title just based yeah. on the way everything's unfolding. I mean, this is a straight-up incredible week of high school football in Central Texas, and I'm so excited. I want to go to a six-man game. I really do. I In my coaching career, which was very brief, I coached against uh, Vanguard in basketball, and they were good. They were really good. They had Martin Starr out there running around. Uh, uh, the Now I think he's a local dentist. Uh, Matt Thomas, decent post player although I took him down to Russell when he grew up a little bit. He's a couple of years behind me at Baylor, and I think I, I think I kind of owned him on the block a little bit, but great player over at Vanguard. <laughs> you know, my, my, the, 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 the greatest afternoon for me would be to play Battle Lake Golf Course in Mart, uh, which I played many, 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 many times in college, and then head right over to that game. Now that, that, Curtis, oh, yeah. is an afternoon right there. Okay, that's a that's and a course he, and right. I know Matt Lively is listening yeah. to that and putting it in his notebook for next time. <laughs> yeah, Lively, Lively's got pretty good. Is he scratch or is he like a five handicap? What is he as a golfer? I, I just want to make sure how many strokes I need from him. Better, my level is he's better than me, and so uh, that that's all I know. <laughs> okay, well he talks about it a lot, and he kind of puts his, uh, you know, he puts some of his swings out there. So I feel like he I feel like he might be pretty decent. All right, uh, well, so listen, it's going to be fun, and I know there's some other games you wanted to talk about. I'll just mention them. Cameron Academy, uh, love the Yeoman, love when they get going. You've been all over that Academy team this year. And then Thorndale, Rosebud, uh, Rosebud Lot, uh, the Holshers, all the folks from out that direction that uh, uh, Holsher lives in uh, Bryan College Station now, but he came out of Rosebud. Uh, Joe Marek, a lot of those people love that community, love the uh, love Rosebud. So good choices there, the ones that I know you're excited about. Curtis, have a tremendous weekend. And, hey, in the future, we got a new, uh, it's a new time, four to six, okay? So keep that in mind. I'll do my best, Matt. Appreciate you, man. There he goes. Curtis Quillen, sports director, Channel 6.